Hi everybody, it's Jamie Grogan with Solutions for Solopreneurs. We are continuing our series, Journey to Entrepreneurship. Today we're talking with Ruth Ellen and I'm gonna give her an opportunity to introduce herself in one minute. As you know, or if you're new, this podcast is all about you seeing yourself in one or many of my guests so that you know that no matter where you are, no matter your race, no matter your socioeconomic status, no matter what's happened to you in your past, you can launch a business, you can change your life, and you can have multiple streams of income. That's what this podcast is all about. So Ruth Ellen, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi everyone, my name is Ruth Ellen. Uh, I am an alignment coach and I help women show up as their bad ourselves um, by clearing those blocks that stop them from owning their complete brilliance. Um, you can find me at ruth-ellen.com and I'm here to help women understand that they can do anything they want to in this world without any labels. I believe labels are for jars and not for people. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So Ruth Ellen, um, I hear your accent. So where are you originally from and where do you live now? So I'm, I was born in London, UK, and I'm still here in London, UK, in lockdown mode. Um, but yeah, so and my parents though are from Ghana and Nigeria, um, but I do not speak any languages apart from English, just about. So yeah. That's awesome. So, so tell me about the um, background behind you. What's the story? Oh, so I like the moon. I don't know if you can see that part, but I've just got this really weird, funky relationship with the mood. I think it's just so calming when you look at it. Unlike the sun, if you look at it too too much, you go a bit funny in the eyes. But with the moon, <laughs> it's just so calming, and you're like, oh. And I know everyone has this, this moon magic thing going on. I don't really um, get that. I don't have that connection, but I just find it so calming, and I find it it's unexplainable as well. Like there's so much things up there in the world that we don't know, and I just find it fascinating. That's awesome. And that kind of curiosity and mystery is so important when you are considering going outside of the box, right? Not following the normal blueprint or path um, in life, which I feel entrepreneurs are born with. Completely. Um, I've not been able to keep many jobs in my life because I don't follow rules well. <laughs> well. You want me to do that? But I could do this really quickly and it's done. And they're like, no, 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 do it like this. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? So there's a whole argument going on. But I think I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always learned how to, in, in different businesses, how to help them grow faster. And obviously when you've got sometimes egos in the room where they're not necessarily controlled or embrace their ego to help them be better people that's made it very challenging in in parts where instead of thinking of the company as a growth you're thinking of oh but on my job I, I need to protect what i bring like nah it's that's not about you so so yeah I, I i love i love entrepreneurships i love that there's no boxes there's no there's just so much room it's it's almost like oh i got all of this and i could do anything i want really so <laughs> it's exciting it's exciting it's so exciting and the um, I am obsessed with Eric, the hip hop preacher. 
Um, and I listen to him just about every morning to like get myself pumped up because he's one of those, you know, in your face kind of, you know, you are where you are because of who you are. And if you want something different, you got to change shit. <laughs> so I love that most of the time, but sometimes when I'm all in my feelings, I'm like, but, 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 <laughs> but, but I'm short and fat. <laughs> You know, it's like your own little self limiting self-beliefs that you know, come into play. And so for you, what are some of your challenges when it comes to entrepreneurship? Oh, there's so many, but I, I, I'm like, come at me, come at me, what is it today? Um, I, I don't know, there's so many uh, come up. Oh, you can't charge that much. You haven't got these many testimonials. And I'm like, dude, look, I've got... 20 years plus experience, please don't test me. It's always like, I have to reassure myself that, you know what, this is for the greater good of all. When I um, increase the investment amount of, of, of my programs, it's so that people can stay interested in their own development. Um, I always believe that it's about take, changing it from information so people can see a transformation from implementation. And so in order for that to happen, I know that I've got to look at all of my blocks and I'm excited for them now. I'm reading all of these great books about shamanism and um, and this really good book by Shaman Direct, I think his name is, and it talks about how you should be looking at your shadow for the answers. Like Peter Pan had his shadow walking around next to him and he was playing with his shadow. We should learn to play with our shadow. We should learn to get the answers from our shadow. The shadow is there to help us. Those limited beliefs aren't dark and nasty, they're amazing. We can bring them to the light. And I think there's so many limitations that I can be like, great. Let's, let's deal with that one today. And another one, actually, is probably, um, um, you are black. You're a black woman. So, yeah. And you haven't got the... <laughs> and I'm like, um, I've noticed. I've <laughs> been here 40 years now. I get it. Um, Last but, time I checked, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm a woman. What, what is your point? <laughs> like, do you want to do... What is it? What is it? So, um, I'm, I'm always kind of like, Okay, the, the, the things you're telling me is that, is that obvious, is that for me to wear my crown again, is it for me to be brighter? Because I'm like, seriously, some of the limitations that come up just are nonsense. And you have to kind of, there's that inner child wound and then there's the ego that has to be um, embraced and loved because there's parts of me that obviously was told I am a black person right. and I'm not good enough. So I have to look at that. I have to really address that. And it might not necessarily be massive it could be microaggressions for every day oh my gosh you went to university oh my gosh you know it's those types of things and or even like oh you've got a son who's 20 wow you must have had him when you was young and i'm like oh take my shoe off like i'm ready i'm ready for you but at the same time it helps me grow it helps me to grow because i don't get triggered by that now i'm saying yeah no i'm a young mum. i look young but let it be known, I am of age. Right. I am I am 40. I know what I've been around. You know what I mean? And I think it's it's really interesting when some of the limits that people come with are things that you've already had in your mind. So you can't even get me for that one because yeah. I already got you for that one years ago and I dealt with that. Um so so I love I love I embrace the limitations now. Before I was a bit like so scared, but now the more you're in entrepreneurship, the more tools you pick up. I learned to get certified in DBT so that I could learn how to change my behavior and that would connect with mindfulness and I did meditation. I was like, I'm ready. Yes. There's no sword. I put my sword and my, my um, everything down. I don't need it. I've got love. I'm like, come, come at me. Bring so, it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. 
way. I, it's funny because I just did a live this past week about that feeling like I'm always ready to fight, you know? Like I'm always got my boxing gloves on and I'm like, you know, I'm like, let's do it, you know? And I was thinking of that as a negative. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking of that as me standing up for myself, and me embracing my power mm-hmm. instead instead of saying, <clears throat> oh, I'm going to beat your ass to prove my point. But that's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's about me protecting myself and saying, yeah, I'm short and fat. And what's your point? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yes. It's mm, like, it, it's okay. It's okay because I've dealt with it. Like you said, I've dealt with that shadow. So you can't hurt me with it. Mm. I always say it's acceptance, personal acceptance before personal development. Once I accept me, oh, you yeah. can't get at me because I've accepted me. Right. And so I accept you for who you are. And if you can't accept you, then you know, I just bring you compassion and love, you know? And I think that's such a healthier way to look at things now. Like there's so many years I, I, I dishonored myself. I was like, and I'm sure, um, I don't have, um, I don't have this tall spelt looking body. I don't look like Naomi Campbell. All these things kept coming up like comparison monster. And I was like, you know what? I look in the mirror every morning and I'm like, I love me. I am beautiful. I, I own me. Like I look, I have a, a picture of my, myself as a baby in my mirror and I literally look at that child I'm like you deserve to be loved I love you and I think I think that's a that's a really good trait to have and some people are like oh you're so arrogant I'm like arrogant no I'm in love with myself yeah and I think there's a difference and I think people use words like arrogant for like it's a negative thing right as an entrepreneur your skin has to be so thick I've been to like places where I've gone and done um um, pitch fest pitches to people and the and the person says oh so why can't you do this for normal people when I've been focused on um, doing things for people that have dyslexia dyspraxia and autism because that's one of my other passions and they're like why can't you do this for other people I've been in tears like why is he talking like he's ignorant you know but then I've had to have, over years of time I'll be like you know what I don't cry anymore when the stuff like that happens yeah. but it has to be a process and there's so there's so many things that you're going to be like your viewers are going to be like I don't cry over that stuff. I'm, I'm resilient for that stuff. And but something new might come up, and to embrace that and learn, how can I own that? How can I accept that part of me? How can I honor that part of me? That's where the magic happens. Because then, when it comes up again, you're not getting triggered. You're not getting triggered by something in your news feed. The other day, a coach was like, "Oh, um, I'm." The coach was like, "I'm rich, and I'm. I've got. I've overcome all of my struggles. I've been homeless, and blah blah." blah. Um, I don't understand when other people take months to get over their shit. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's new. So I was like, I'm not going to get triggered, but I need to address that because that's that's wrong. Yes. Because we should not be looking at another person's suffering as a competition. Right. Everybody's validated in, in this. Your feelings, your thoughts, your your trials or tribulations are validated. So... Yeah, not not down for that at all. Yeah, mm. that's right. So, so two things that you said, and it's funny because whenever I'm on these interviews, and I'm always like, yes, 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 and then I'm like, okay, she's about to stop. Now I have to remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm 
I'm like, you know, right there with you in the boat. It's so funny. Um, okay, so two things. The first thing that you said was honor. And I don't think that people realize and use that word enough when they're talking about themselves, when they're talking about parts and pieces of themselves. Honor means that you cherish that part of you and that you said that's that it's enough right that it's not you know something to be ashamed of i did a live just last night um about my christian upbringing and how now i'm I, my niche is spiritual healers so we're talking reiki masters chakra goddesses and i'm like deep into that world right and I had been struggling with, oh my gosh, if my mother finds out, <laughs> she's going to fly up here with a whole gallon of, of holy water because she thinks that what I'm doing is the devil's work. Mm. And so there was a lot of shame in that. Even though when I'm with my clients, I feel so alive and so like freed and non-judged, uh, um, not being judged and you know all of these amazing feelings but I can't share that with my family because they're so stop they're the Christianity listen <laughs> it's so deep in my family and so I struggled because there's this whole part of me that I can't share with my family and so I went live and talked about it last night and I woke up this morning feeling like a million bucks because like you said I was not honoring that part of me so the second thing that you said that I just love you should not be shaming people for their reality what I always say to people is don't tell me your watered-down version of my reality because you have no idea what I'm talking about just listen. Just that's it. Just listen. And <clears throat> what's that saying? Um, the only time you should be looking down on somebody is to help them up. Amen to that. Yes. <laughs> so and I, it's funny because as soon as I started talking to you about my family, my mother called. <laughs> Synchronicity. Synchronicity. <laughs> I know she's already because you know that black. That black family grapevine is real. So I know she's seen that live. And she's calling me saying, what the hell is going on up there? Because she's in North Carolina. So I know she's, and I've been ready. I woke up this morning ready. I was like, mm -mm, not doing this anymore. I'm not going to hide this part of me anymore because I need to honor it. So I appreciate you saying that. Synchronicity is off. It's going to be a loving conversation from a place of love. So Regardless, and I, I, I feel you on that spirituality. I think for me, my entrepreneurship journey wouldn't be anything without knowing that there's a God and there's a universe, which I always just use both words, universe, God, um, my guides, my, my squad that are just there to help and support because whew, there are some dark days sometimes when you don't even not sure where that's coming from. It's other people's energy because maybe you've been with a client or maybe you've been in a circle and they have told you stuff that is heavy or they haven't even told you anything, but they're carrying it around on their back. Yes. And so you then take it on and then you walk around for days while doing what the heck's on me. 
um, so the sage in the morning and the crystals and the tarot cards and the oracle cards and anything else in between helps to cleanse that energy for spiritual hygiene. It's, 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 it's just it's that I think for me, um, there has to be some form of faith in something higher than yourself, especially when you do like stuff like launches and you're, you're putting yourself out there and then you're asking for confidence and then you're like, well, confidence doesn't live within me. I get my confidence from God because God's done it before. God tells me I can do it. And, you know, I, I think for me, I'm, 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 you know, when it comes down to it, I think everyone has their own version of spirituality and their own walk with Christ and everything else. I, I came from, I didn't grow up in the church, but I, got born again about seven or eight years ago and then I was like this is not there's still something missing See? this is not it <laughs> there's something else this book of this bible there's something else apart from this this isn't the whole story I'm missing a big chunk um and then I have felt people... it in you that you, that there was something missing that's yeah. how I, I felt like what you know like there should be a bible too or something or or you know what I mean like <laughs> Like a sequel. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is part one. Or this is the this is the preview, right? This is um, where's the rest? This, and they, they say that there's parts of the Bible that's, that have been taken out from other, you know, over time and changed a little bit. And you know, at the end of the day, I think there is there is something bigger just than than that book. Um, and to anyone that's there thinking, oh, you know, I'm disrespecting the Bible, not at all. No. It's just that I know that God's has created so many more greater things as well. So many more, our we are the living Bible. We're literally, exactly. our stories, our stories and who he called us to be. And I don't want to get too spiritual there, but I just, I just, I just, I just feel like it's, 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 it's that inner knowing you get as well when you, when you go to this place, you, you kind of know everything's going to be okay. And that peace, that inner peace that you gain from that, no coach that you're going to hire is going to give that to you. You've got to have that connection directly. Right. And you have to, you have to start with asking the questions, you know? And, and for me, when I, when I think about how this all started and, <clears throat> you know, saying to myself, cause I was in this and, and my listeners have heard this story before, but um, I was in this meeting and I was basically being told that I was not getting the promotion because I didn't have the degrees that the person who was getting the, the promotion did. Even though I had built all of the systems, I was the technical go-to for this position. Um, and I remember fighting with myself, literally fighting with myself saying, I cannot flip this table because I do not have bail money. I wasn't even listening to what she was saying anymore. I just was saying to myself, you can't flip the table, Jamie. You can't flip the table. Don't flip the table. Please don't flip the table. Because <laughs> I so wanted to. But then when I went back to my desk and I'm sitting there and I'm going, what the hell? What? Why did I? What? That was so baffling to me that it was so hard not to do that. And I'm like, okay. I need to figure this shit out because I can't walk around with this much anger right in at the surface, you know, where did that come from? How do I heal myself? You know, and for me, 
prayer and meditation are the same thing. For me, when you say God and the universe, that's the same thing. And I feel like we put labels, so many labels. Like you said, labels are for jars, not for people. We put so many labels on how we're supposed to connect to the divine, to God. Mm -hmm. We put so many labels on it that mm -hmm. then we're like, oh, well, I can't say that, even though that's kind of how I feel. And then there's this whole inner turmoil that goes on. Mm -hmm. So, okay, Ruth Ellen, <clears throat> this is a good question. Who were you before you started down the journey of entrepreneurship? Um, I think I was a lost soul. Um, there was a time when I was, I was to being around <clears throat> 19 um, and I was really good at doing business stuff and I was in college, um, but I, wasn't ha I didn't have a happy home life. So um, I was trying to find any which way to move out of my mum's home, grew up in a single mom's household. And so, <clears throat> Before I started on this route, I was, I was kind of that person looking for answers outside. I was looking for people to give me direction. And, and then I realized, oh my gosh, this is not the one. I, there's people that actually treat people like equals. There's people out there that treat you like you mean something, like you matter. Um, and so when I, for me, before the entrepreneurship journey, I was, I was almost like missing huge pieces of life because I was in my own little box myself. I was in this box of, this is all you're going to get. This is all you deserve. There's nothing else out there. Um, be grateful for what you have. And so I was like, yeah. And I thought, do I really want my children to, to experience this through life thinking this is all they're going to get. This is all that they deserve. This is all they are offered from the world. And I was like, no, so I actually was married and I decided I didn't want to live like that anymore. And so I became homeless with my two children um, and we found ourselves kind of in a rough part for a while. But I wouldn't look back and say, oh, I don't want to do that. If I had to make the choice again, I'd do it again. Yeah. Because there's nothing better than freedom. Um, and I think entrepreneurship gives you that, but I also think just, just having that freedom for, to think how you want to think, feel how you want to feel. Nobody telling you that what you think and feel stupid. Um, and I think entrepreneurship's not just like it's this fancy thing you do, it's who you are. You like have it through your bone. You're not, not a person that could just sit down and take orders from people. You have a mind and a brain and just like, you want to share it with the world. You want to inspire people. You want to, wherever you go, there's a spirit about you. Everyone's like, what is that? And you can't put your, you can't put your finger on it. You have no idea. But you're just you. There's something in you that just wants to speak up for the underdog. Who wants to add value to the world? Who wants to be a contributor, not just a consumer? That just wants to add, add, add. And it, it's everyone's like, oh, what? You know, you do so much, and I'm thinking, but you do so little. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm that person, and I'm that person that's probably always been a bit um, cheeky. Yeah. And then when I was told to not be that way, I was like. Mm -hmm. And who, who am I if I can't be who I am? Right. And I think, so for me, for entrepreneurship, I think I was, before, I was, I was kind of reprogrammed. I was programmed to be this type of person. And 
And then when, even when I was that type of person, that wasn't the person everyone wanted me to be. So I was constantly hitting, trying to hit benchmarks that were constantly moving. And I couldn't figure out why I was so frustrated. I would, I would literally remember crying every night thinking, there's got to be something better than this. And it was a journey and it's still a journey. It's never ending, but I'm just such a, in a better place. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's everybody should be taught entrepreneurship. Absolutely. And it shouldn't just be like, these are just numbers. These are this, you know, build a business. It's the mindset, it's the movement, it's your energy as well, you know? Yes, 100%. Um, I, I just moved in January. Um, and I, I live in a, well, I'm not even going to say predominantly. I would say 99.5% um, Caucasian area. So I already stand out. Right. I no. <laughs> and I'm all right with that, you know, but then I've got this big personality. I dress up every day. I have two Huskies. You know, you'll see me in February with my snow boots on and my wig because that's how I roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there's people in the, in the condos, you know, who either look at me like, who do you think you are? Or they're like, hey, <laughs> one of those two extremes. And um, this one lady said to me the other day, she's like, I, I have to tell you, I just love your spirit. Every time I see you and every time I see you coming my way, I get so happy because I know you're going to be smiling. And that was just the best compliment that I could get because Of course, like we said earlier about those challenges and those obstacles, you know, it's a work in progress. I don't know anybody who's going to say, I don't have any issues anymore. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, um, I'll be like, that's an issue. (laughs) Bad one. (laughs) Right there. (laughs) So when people go out of their way to say, hey, I love your swag, you know. I, 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 my one of my favorite quotes that I actually came up with myself is, "If my brand of bold offends you, that's not my problem." Mm. <laughs> love that. I love that. I, I did a post ages ago, and must have been subconsciously though, because now I'm reading. I'm like, oh my gosh, that post is amazing. Look at that. Look at that post. But it was it was born to make other people uncomfortable. Yes. Because we're built to we're we're here to shine a light on the dark parts, right? right? How can we do that if we're all the same? If I make you uncomfortable, there's something in you that gets triggered that you need to heal. Right. And so that's our purpose, to just make people uncomfortable as hell. Like, right. you know. <laughs> Let me just irritate that demon <laughs> right there. Let me just poke that spot right there. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> So what was the pivotal moment? What was the, the moment where you were like, okay, I, I, I've got to figure this out and I have to be my own boss. What, what did that look like for you? Okay. I was in corporate working business to business in a travel management company. And I, I absolutely loved it, but my marriage was having problems around that time. But I remember um, generating 120 million pounds in new business sales for them. And I used to look at my commission checks and I was like, this doesn't add up. It, oh. it doesn't, 
it it doesn't add up. I don't understand. And then obviously in, in a toxic relationship, you don't necessarily know know what I for me and my money then wasn't even being given to me. It was being spent on stuff that was not even legal, um, and I was never actually benefiting any of it. So I was like. And then when that marriage broke up, I was like, you know what? <laughs> we're, not, we're not playing that game anymore. I'm not, I'm not working to pay bills. Um, right. and, I'm not, I'm, and I'm not doing it as well. I think at the time I was a bit like, well, hold on. So I know how to do your job better than you, but you're telling me what to do. But also, in a very rude manner, I don't really like that. I don't appreciate that. Could you please move? Uh, it, was, it was kind of, it was a collection of things. There was a boiling point where I was like, so this happened in this year. And then it's just a pattern. And then I think my last job, they said that I just didn't fit in. And I was, and I was like, whoa, being a black woman, it can't be anything to do with that, can it? And they was like, I was the only black person in there. And I was like, hmm, interesting. I don't fit in because I don't gossip about this and I don't talk yeah. about my bed and I don't have your same standards. And, you know, I don't kiss your butt. Yes. Okay, I get it. I don't fit in. But the thing is, I figured out you don't need to fit in to belong. And I wasn't feeling like I belonged there. They didn't involve me. I wasn't one of them. And, it, you know, I didn't fit in. And the thing is, you don't have to fit in to belong. We all belong in this world, right? right. And I think, so it was just a collection of things. It was like, um, I'm just not happy somebody dictating to me my future. Yes. One time you're thinking you're secure, you're cool in a job people are liking you and the next minute especially ones where people are like oh yeah yeah i love you blah, blah, blah. and then behind your back they're chatting uh. so oh, can you believe it like if we believe if, if i align with anything to do with the bible it's it's to do with gossiping is a sin i yes yes, <laughs> yes. people don't realize if you're gossiping with somebody i guarantee you that person is gossiping about you mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In a, in, and they're like smiling and, and I just can't do it. I just can't do it. So, so yeah, it was a compound effect of taking nonsense from people, thinking that I can sort of, um, what's the word, take orders and humble myself right. and act like I don't know. But I think over a period of time, I'm like, I've got these gifts and I'm going to get the support I need and I'm good and I'd rather work. 100 hours then work two hours for you so it is i think it was such a frustration and also um just not not feeling like i was respected as well i think respect was a, is a huge thing i think people normally need jobs because they don't feel validated in their jobs i remember when i was making those millions of pounds for those companies and they was like saying to me well you you get to work from home and i was like yay awesome i get to work from home and then the morale of the team went down and then it was like oh no you have to come back in because they're not as motivated. I was like, that's nothing to do with me. Right. And then they tried to put like a, a few things like, oh, we, we have to assess you and do your jobs on the line. I was like, no, 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 I'm the highest performer. No, let's not, let's not do that today. Right. And it's just a, a constant, like, I think people not being able to learn how to treat people as human beings. Is the, is what, the recurring thread over all of this is treat human beings like human beings, not like dogs, not even worse than dogs. Like I've seen dogs eating stuff that is not even on my menu. So like, hello. <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> well, um, yeah, and I've said so many times that I am the worst employee. I am the worst employee because I 
push the boundaries. I ask the questions that everybody in the room is thinking, but nobody else is asking. And I'm like, fuck it. I ain't scared. I'll ask the question. Shit, mm. I'm gonna ask the question, you know? And that has gotten me in a lot of trouble. I have been labeled um, hard to get along with, um, hard to manage, uh, <laughs> all of these things, you know? Um, I tell the story, <laughs> I tell the story of the first time I was ever suspended from school. And yes, I said the first time I was ever suspended from school. I was six years old. Long before Colin Kaepernick, I would stand up for the national anthem, but I would not recite it for the Pledge of Allegiance, you know? And I'm six, six years old. And I will never forget my first grade teacher putting her hands on her hips and leaning down and say, you will say the Pledge of Allegiance. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> Sorry, try again. My mother said... <laughs> that I have to stand out of respect for everybody in the room, but I absolutely do not have to recite it because it does not apply to us. And that's exactly what I said to her. And she was like, you could see her face turned all red and she like scrunched up. <laughs> she was like, I can't believe this little bitch is trying to play in front of all these kids. <laughs> and I got suspended. And I remember sitting in the principal's office and I'll, it's so funny, the things that you remember. I remember looking down at the ground and my feet didn't touch the ground. And so my little legs were swinging, you know, and the principal comes out of the office and he's like, why are you so happy? Your mother's on her way. And I was like, I'm not going to be in trouble. You are. <laughs> that's you knowing you. That's, that's amazing. So, so when I heard my mother's click, 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 click coming down the hallway, I was like, <laughs> thinking, to myself, thinking to myself, oh man, you are in trouble. <laughs> and I think it's just funny that that, from that, I, you know, went to the whole corporate world and, you know, all of those gifts got squashed. Mm -hmm because I was trying to fit into the labels and to the boxes of what I, what they said that I was expected of me. Mm. Right. Yes. So as a African American woman who looks very young, you and I will be 49 this year. And to you sis, like, come on, share. <laughs> I'm not mad at my melanin. I'm just saying. <laughs> I love it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, as that beautiful, respectful, curious being, what would be your most cherished advice to women who are on the fence right now? who are miserable in their life. Because listen, if you got a nine to five and you love it, more power to you, but you should still have multiple streams of income and you mm. can do it still. But what would you say to that person who's so unhappy and they need a plan, they need a way out? What would you say to them? 
think it's, everyone's so different, but and some people find it so hard to reach out for help. So I'd say first step is to get a sounding board, somebody that you know is not going to judge you, but it's going to listen. Somebody's going to just be that space, that container for you, just to say everything you need to say because maybe you've chucked it up inside yourself so much that it's even making you a bit ill now. It's it's showing up in your body and your spirit and you're not even who you are or used to be anymore. You can't even recognize yourself. So that energy, that, that suffering doesn't need to be in you anymore. You can release it and say, get that standable, that source of trust for you. Um, and if you haven't got that, then there's so many people you can speak to Jamie. Um, <laughs> speak to Jamie. Um, I think it's just so important to, to let it out and to release um, everyone talks about forgiveness a lot and I think there's an element of it forgiving yourself but let's go beyond forgiveness because I think sometimes that doesn't even work straight off accept where you're at accept where you're at um, and understand there is a way out and you don't have to live that life where you are miserable there is a better life for you sometimes we've, we're so shamed and guilt, guilted by everything around us and the way society says we have to be um, that your life is now in a shape that wasn't even meant to be. The shape that your life is supposed to be, you, you're not even in it. It's, it's almost like you're living somebody else's life. So to that woman, I'd say reach out for that help, for that, first of all, accepting where you're at and then being able to share with where you're at so that you can have that plan to say, okay, this is my next step in the next three months. So it's a gradual process, but each and every day you're taking is actually making you more happier, right. more freer, and more joyous, joyful. <laughs> yeah. Love it. I, I, I freaking love it because I want people listening, people watching the YouTube to say, ugh, that is so me. So what is my next best step? And finding someone that you trust to be a sounding board is perfect advice. It is the kind of advice that you're not going to get anywhere else. You know, most people would say, most entrepreneurs would say, um, write a business plan or um, figure out your passion or, you know, put your, write your goals down. How can you do all of that if you don't even know yourself? Like, mm. how can you do that if you're still caught up in your past and limiting beliefs? And how can you do that? So the very first step, getting a sounding board, I just love it. I feel like that's, that's real world advice. You know, don't flip the table at your nine to five and walk out <clears throat> because it doesn't do anybody any good. Mm. Doesn't do anybody any good. Um, Ruth Ellen, this has been a pleasure. And I am a firm believer in there are no coincidences. And the fact that you have the stars <laughs> behind you as your background. I'm like, okay, I, God, I, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, 
And if we're open to those signs and to those, um, someone I interviewed called them um, uh, road markers or markers in the road, markers in the road to make, to let you know that you're on the right path. If you're looking for them, if you're open to them, Mm-hmm. they'll show up they'll show up in your world and that's exactly what happened to me the minute I saw your background I was like and I thought to myself okay I see you God <laughs> and then I saw you smile and I was like okay this is gonna be fun <laughs> so I truly appreciate your time and sharing this space with me and sharing your journey um with my audience it's been a real pleasure thank you for having me on you're just a light it's just literally like beaming and i love the energy in your spirit and i think you yourself have been on quite a journey and it it's you know i love that your your stories and how you've con- you're connected with who you are and where you are going um and so it's amazing to be connected with you as well and we've been talking about like spirituality i'm like yay <laughs> awesome it's awesome because in our culture at least in in my family um it's it's not embraced you know Mm -hmm. and so i i just want people to feel empowered to be curious and to ask questions um because it's important um it leads you down the path of your own self-discovery so ask questions be curious for sure ruth ellen I want to say on behalf of my, of my audience, thank you so, so much. Um, I can always tell when these are going to touch people and yours or your interview will definitely, um, touch people. So thank you. Thank you so much.